0: Good morning, Church of the Cross. It is so good to be with you. I wish you could understand how much I miss you when I'm away. It's a privilege to serve the Lord in Africa. But you are my family, and I keep you in my heart always. I pray for you. And I just wish God's richest blessings on each one of you as you serve God here. Thank you choir for your beautiful song this morning. That touched me too. It's just a piece of home that I carry with me. I come home to be filled so that I can go back to Africa and fill others. For those of you who are new to Church of the Cross since I was here two years ago, my name is Jane Wise and I'm a missionary and I'm the director of a ministry called Nuruyama Pendo. Nuruyama Pendo is Swahili and it means love's light. And that's what we try to bring to the Kasenga District map of Democratic Republic of the Congo. I didn't put a map up this morning. Perhaps I should have. But um, the Congo is located in Central Africa. If you can imagine drawing a belt across Africa, Congo would be the belt buckle. It would be in the center and it's a very large country, thousands and thousands of miles from one side to the other. So it's too big to travel and I stay pretty well isolated in my little rural district in a town called Kasenga. So our message this morning comes from the book of Joshua and I don't often give a message from the Old Testament But in the past year, I've been rereading some of the stories in the Bible, and this was one that really um, gripped me, that took a hold of me. And the more I meditated on it, the more I realized that this was something I needed to share with the church today. Joshua was born in Egypt, and he experienced the great events of the Passover and the Exodus with Moses when Moses died it was Joshua who took um, took over for Moses and he led the Israelites to conquer the land to divide the territory among the 12 tribes of Israel and he led the people to renew their covenant with God One of the things we learn from the book of Joshua is that true and false religions do not mix. God had told Joshua that the Canaanites were to be destroyed. However, that didn't fully happen, and the remnant of the Canaanites were left um, and never totally subdued. Joshua had fear for this because he knew what a great influence they could have on the faith of the Israelites. Traces of the religion remained to tempt them. And so Joshua challenged the Israelites to remain faithful to the God who delivered them. What did he tell them? Well, if you remember the verses from Joshua 23 that were read this morning, first he said, follow everything in God's instruction book. The second thing he said was, don't be distracted and turned left or right. Stay on the course that God has given you. And third, he said, cling tightly to God. Now, in your own time, you need to meditate on what those things mean to you. It may mean something a little bit different to each of us, but those are all important challenges that Joshua gave. Many Israelites were tempted to worship other gods and question their own faith. Their neighbors served other gods whose worship included sinful practices. God's words to Israel still speak to us. Be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instruction. Obedience requires a deliberate decision to trust God. We must carefully evaluate what we hear and what we see every day because there are those who do not live or teach God's word. Filling our hearts and minds with the word of God enables us to discern what is false and what is true. We must anchor our faith in God and his word, no matter how hard our society or culture tries to pull us in the opposite direction. Our power lies in being strong in the Lord. There are many things that compete for our thoughts, our attentions, and our affections. The world lures us with false promises, false religion, addictions, corruption, adultery, power, money, and many other things. And many Christians are caught in the middle, wanting both what the world has to offer and wanting also God's blessing. God asks us to follow him, but he leaves the decision up to us. The challenge of having electricity while building the Galilee church roof this year was a good example of how we can so easily be pulled off track. The project was full of not only physical challenges but spiritual ones as well. Satan was doing everything he could to sabotage our work. We gathered the workers together every morning to pray and ask for God's protection. We needed to use a welding machine on site But the electric line at the church was not strong enough to run the machine because it was shared with other houses in the area. The electricity went off for large periods of time every day. And obviously with an electric machine, that's a problem. We paid the electric company to try and augment the the power, power line to the church, but it didn't work. We tried various generators as a backup when the power went out, but those weren't big enough or strong enough to do the job, either. After many weeks of frustration and lost work time, we made a trip to Lubumbashi and purchased 700 meters of electric cable to connect full power from Nuruyama Pendo the church almost a half a mile away. But we still had to come up with a solution for when the power was cut. One morning I looked at my manager Boalia and I said to him, I have an idea. It's crazy, but I think it might work. Boalia smiled because he knows I often come up with crazy ideas in Africa. We have to learn to think differently there because solutions aren't always easy or fast. I said to him, Nuru has the only generator that is strong enough to do the work when the electricity is cut. We need to find a way to move the generator to the church. Well, this is no easy task because the generator is 1,100 pounds, and it requires 11 or 12 strong men to carry and lift the generator into a truck so that it can be transported to the church work site. It also meant during the three-month construction that Nuru had to be without a generator for the house and the property if the electricity was cut. This meant no fans in the house, during temperatures of 90 degrees. It meant no security lights at night for the staff if the power went off. Our focus and our drive was for the work that God had asked us to do, which was to complete the church roof so that the church could serve the community. Electricity was only one of our challenges during the construction of the roof. But praise God, we completed the roof just six days before I returned to the United States, and we held a service of thanksgiving that Sunday before I left. Why this parcel of land at Galilee Church is so important. All I can say to them is that God has made it clear to me that this is where he wants to begin his work, in the Kasenga district. His vision is far beyond our own, but I know that he's concerned with the building of his kingdom so that even more people can come to know his son Jesus Christ. 320 primary and secondary students now attend the Jane Wise School. They will be taught the gospel And they will go home to their families and talk about what they have learned. Some of those families are now attending the church. Still other families see the amazing things that God is doing on this parcel of land. And they want to come and participate in the work. People have showed up to volunteer and have begun attending the church, even though the new church is not fully completed. They are joyful and hopeful about their future. So how can we make good decisions about how we want to spend our days? How can we live out our lives in obedience to God in a hostile society? Joshua's words come to us again. Follow everything in God's instruction book. Don't be distracted and turn left or right. Stay on the course God has given you and cling tightly to God. These questions are also addressed in the passage that we heard from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, which says. our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God the writer of Hebrews tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus he tells us that for those who believe Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the object of our attention and our affection. He's not only the object of our faith, but our encouragement when we we feel pulled either to the right or to the left. He is the one who blazed a trail for us to follow. We are to consider him to study his life carefully, and decide if we are to follow his path to suffering if loyalty demands it. Life in Jesus is a call to perseverance and focus, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. There are many indigenous religions and false teachings in the area where I live. Recently, I gave some Bibles to high school students there, and I said to them, there are only two things that you will have all of your life. One is your education, and the other is your faith. Many are going to try and teach you false things. In order to know the truth, you need to read the Bible. The Bible is God's instruction to us, and it's there so that we always know right from wrong. Paul also had a caution to the young pastor Timothy and he wrote in 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead To suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. I think sometimes today we're in that place. And I believe that never has there been a better time to be strong in our faith, to be attentive to God's word, and to fix our eyes on Jesus. God is faithful, and he will help us focus on what is important for his glory. This morning, as I close the message, I would like us to sing together a chorus that was popular many years ago, The words are on the screen, and I would like to sing it three times. The third time, I would like you to close your eyes, and I would like you to imagine that you are looking in the eyes of Jesus. What do you see? And what is Jesus asking to do through you? Let's stand and we'll sing. God bless you and keep you in his love and care. Amen.